Are you ready for the breakthrough insights that will help you activate your magnetism, amplify your message, and get wildly paid to be you? My name is Eva G, and I'm a human design business coach, and I'm obsessed with helping you drop all of the shoulds and build your divine legacy by aligning to your true desires, being in your zone of genius, and leveraging your human design. I want you to step onto the path of least resistance and a path filled with pleasure and enjoyment. I have done it, others have done it, so it's absolutely possible. How? This is what I will uncover in this podcast. So let's dive in. So today we got the beautiful Megan with us, who's going to share so much magic around uh, her human design and her jinkies because she is a jinkies expert and uh, she's going to illuminate how her journey went uh, through, you know, embodying her design and um, yeah, doing her thing. So Megan, just uh, can you introduce yourself to us? Let us know what it is that you do. How do you make a difference in this world? I would love to. First of all, I'm so excited. We've been planning this podcast episode for ages, so <laughs> I'm very, very excited to be here, to be on this episode with you. Um, so my name is Megs. I am an avid lover of Jean Keys. <laughs> I, I try and refrain, actually, we can get into this later, from calling myself a Gene Keys expert, but I do have an avid love and passion for Gene Keys. Um, I'm also an alchemist and I work with new earth healers and mentors to really alchemize wounding. Wounding is a huge, uh, powerful piece of mm-hmm. my legacy and really getting people to understand that wounding isn't just wounding. It really is your strengths. It's your gifts. And kind of seeing this different angle. I think we've come from a very wounded lens. I mean, wounded, wounded versus wound. But really seeing, I always think of like the pain point, you know, the whole marketing things that we've kind of grown out of now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we've seen that through the way we look at our own wounding. It's very much these are things that are broken with us. This is wrong. It needs to be fixed in order for X, Y, Z to come in. So I'm really all about transforming, which is natural alchemy. When you change the way you view something that was once something you were almost ashamed of, you know, your struggles, your insecurities, your deepest fear and pain, that is naturally a very alchemizing process. And it allows you to really tap into the gifts and strengths that your wounding contains. You know, I'm a huge believer, and this is the foundation of my work, that your wounding isn't by accident. There are incredible, it's where your prosperity lies. It's where your gifts, your incredible wisdom comes from because of the pain in your wounding. So Mm -hmm. I focus on using two distinct modalities uh, which are gene keys, obviously, and then also working with the wounded healer archetype, which ties in. It's your Chiron placement in your birth charts. So it's a little bit of astrology um, and lots of inner child work as well. That's beautiful. I'm I'm <laughs> super, super happy to dive in how, you know, like all of this unlocks our prosperity, right? And how we can really like you know, get paid to be ourselves, our true selves, Mm. right? And shine our true light, you know, and let our soul lead the way and, uh, yeah, alchemize our wounds. I just wanted to kind of reflect on your chart. So for, um, to kind of introduce you to the human design lens, (laughs) Uh, Megs is a 5-1 emotional generator and uh, she has an undefined heart, like 70% of population, and we're going to be diving into this later. Undefined root, uh, just like me, uh, spleen and head, right? And um, this alchemy from, you know, what I see in your chart, this alchemizing of wounds, um, probably comes from your uh, channel 214 or is connected to that channel 214 because it's it's a tantric channel. It alchemizes, right? It transmutes things. Um, you know, it turns lead into gold. <laughs> and I can definitely see that. You have that channel um, activated and it's uh, the only conscious one you have. And then you have the 659 unconscious and you have the 4323 unconscious as well. Um, and you have it just like me. So 
you like I remember when I first found you you know online and I remember I was just watching your IGTVs oh yes that's how I found you yeah and you're like you're sharing something that I've read about and heard about you know so many times before right about how basically when we are manifesting we're not like we're manifesting who we are being right but you were sharing it and telling that story and explaining it in such a way that it kind of like just dropped in for me right mm. like I was you know I was also ready like having digested all of the other stuff you know before and like experimented and all of that but it was like hearing you say it it kind of like unlocked like a, a breakthrough moment for me yeah. and I'm guessing it was your 4323 <laughs> it was and it, it was, was like oh I love when that channel drops because the stuff that comes through is just like like mind-blowing to receive it's such a funny feeling like you can't really describe it it's almost like you're having the uh, you're having the breakthrough as you're mm-hmm. having the breakthrough kind of thing mm-hmm. like the receiving and the activation is literally happening simultaneously and when that one was on yeah manifestation and that our desires for physical, tangible things are really just the calling to step into a higher level of self. And that's really what manifestation is. It's the, uh, it's the unfolding of your higher self. It's not actually about what you receive. It's not about the physical external environment. It's about who you become. And yeah, that happened. I think it dropped in that day or the day before. And I was just like, and I'm sure you feel the same with this channel. There's this urge to just, I just want to tell the whole world. So I often mm. have to sit with these, these knowings and kind of check in and just digest. And then I think the next day I was like, right, I need to share this with someone. <laughs> it's yeah. ready. Yes, indeed. Oh my God. And, and with this, I mean... You have so many activations, right? For anyone who wants to explore Megan's, you know, Instagram and also TikTok, right? Now you're on TikTok and you're yes. having some beautiful success yeah. over there. We're going to dive into that. No worries. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, for those of us, for those of you who go to her profile and check out her uh, IGTVs, it's it's a beautiful collection of activations, right? And oh, you really you. do provide those little breakthrough insights. That's that's what this entire show is about. It's about that channel, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and like you said, like you you have that conscious line five, right? In your profile, you are that voice, right? You are that kind of heretic. You are bringing something new into the world, right? And activating us. Mm. and leading the way right um for me like you know since you kind of you know were asking me to reflect on it a little bit um for me this this channel and these insights when they come up because i have a line two that's my conscious one right and we are very like we we suffer from from dysmorphia right we like like this is like so obvious you know this is like (laughs) average i mean yeah it was a breakthrough for me it was like a beautiful thing but now that i think about it you know what was like well this is obvious you know this is probably Mm -hmm. obvious to everyone else like you know because it's obvious you know why should i share it it was just something for me right again because this channel is an individual one right um the, the insights we have you know, our insights for us. And then we are meant to be, because it's a projected channel, right? We're meant to be invited to share those insights. But we don't always have to be just invited by the outside world, right? We can be invited by the divine, you know, to share. They're invited by our own selves, right? So Mm. projectors don't always wait for the invitation from someone else. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a powerful point. Yeah. I love that. I love the way that you've just described that because, one thing that I've learned to utilize, this is one of the ways that I've learned to use this in my business, is that if it plays on my mind, that's my invitation from the divine that it needs to be shared. So I know if this is something I need to share, I will literally not be able to, it won't be able to, it won't leave my mind until mm-hmm. I've done so. And that's how I kind of check in and make sure, okay, I can share this. This wasn't just for me. Thank you for that 
I hope that everyone caught this moment. And I, I, I definitely activated a breakthrough in someone, you know, because we hold <laughs> so many of these things, you know, like, I feel like this is definitely one of the quote unquote problems of the line too, mm-hmm. right? It's like, no, no, not, nothing special, right? Or we don't mm-hmm. realize how what is really obvious and easy to us is like mind blowing to someone else. It's illuminating something for someone else, right? Because we're so like, you know, the easy breezy genius, right? And so we don't see our genius. We, we see mm. it as average, right? And we need someone else to reflect back to us like, hey, you know, hey, girl, this is not average, right? It's like good stuff. Keep sharing, you know, keep it coming. So, yeah, beautiful, yes. beautiful. Um, anything? So, yeah, like how did you how did you get into this, you know, like alchemizing wounds and helping people step into their, you know, deepest level of their gifts and their zone of genius right um like and how did you use you know your your gene keys and your human design you know to help mm-hmm. yourself like in, embody this and alchemize your own wounds yeah it's been i think i'm drawn to talk about being a five one actually please First do. All, and i'm going to d- dive into my intuition yeah. so being a five one it's taken me a long time to really step into my power online being a five and being in that projection field and constantly trying to kind of net and almost preempt who I need to attract and who I need to be in order to attract was a huge lesson it took me you know it's been a, a huge part of my growth in my business you know learning that I can't I'm not responsible for the misinterpretations that other people place on me. I'm simply a mirror. Um, and that was a, a quite a big turning point in my confidence to then be able to really start coming out with my truth and start to really talk about wounding. And because I knew that, you know, there were some people and there's always going to be, be people that don't agree with you that would be triggered by the way that I view wounding, you know, potentially calling it bypassing or whatever. So that was always a huge thing that kind of kept my natural genius dimmed. Mm. Um, And being in line one, you know, and it being unconscious, being in my body, I also had to learn that, you know, building a foundation took a while. It was, I remember receiving this download, this from my um, 4323 channel, that you're not building for something. You were never building for something that was meant to stand in this old world, this old paradigm. You're building for the new. And that was a breakthrough wow. and insight. Yeah. That just things made sense because I've had a long journey in business. I mean, it'll be four years next January and it's really only starting, I'd say, this year to really kind of get to the place and where I feel actually really solid. Mm. Um, and I think that was a lot of my line one. I had to really accept that actually for me, I had to knock down everything that I knew. I had to find the cracks. I had to fall through every crack of what doesn't stand in this new form of evolution that we're going into in the new form of like synergy and how businesses are meant to exist. So there was a lot of soul searching involved, which obviously is, I kind of always see our businesses as almost a physical representation of our journeys and the the embodied wisdom that we've grown into through our challenges. So everything just, I mean, I started off being a personal stylist. um, Then I was kind of, I guess, trying to figure out, was it wellness? You know, what was it about helping people that I actually really, really enjoyed? And every time it would always come back to, empowering someone through a challenge you know there's there's always been this insight that I have and I think this is my gate 57 which is my gene it's my life's work jinky mm-hmm. and that's my you know I think in human design it's like the psychic gates and it is yes. one of my strongest I mean it's my life's work so it's um in jinky so it's this I've always just had the sixth sense for wounding I can meet someone, even when a client books a session, they fill out their form, immediately I can already start to sense. And even in gene key readings and activations, it's very much an intuitively guided session. 
and I start to receive messages and where I need to focus on our readings and our sessions before I even have the session. But that took such a long time to learn to trust that that was okay. Yes. And being that line one, there are, even the way I read Gene Keys is very um, orthodox. Is it orthodox? It's a little bit out there and it's, it's, it makes sense to me. So I almost see it as Gene Keys like this big picture and I can see this running theme. So I call it your wounded theme of experience, which kind of, for me, your Gene Keys paint the picture of, um, of your aura almost. Um, so I've had to learn that it's okay to be different as a five one. And I think that's one of the biggest things with being a line five as well is I am here to free other people to step into their authentic self and stop worrying about what other people think of them. Um, and with my line one, building the safety internally, knowing that if it feels, I know the information that I need to know, even if it's not that I, even if there's things I've not looked at, I know what I need to know and I have to trust that knowing. And that's the hardest part. Yeah. For sure. That is absolutely the hardest part on this journey, you know, of like living in alignment is mm. just trusting. Because like really the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is trusted the unknown. Right? Yeah, it's terrifying because we're wide or predictability quote unquote right yeah depending on it and and trying Mm. to control right and yeah oh my god yeah it's huge huge you definitely this 57 that you have and also the 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 whole 43 23 channel is one of clear cognizance right like Mm. no knowing thing you just know things and you don't know how you know it right so you got that um in there as well so you're definitely picking up on a lot of things yeah uh, But it kind of comes back, it reminds me with what you were saying about line twos. For the longest time, I really genuinely felt, and because you only know, you see the world through your own eyes. So, you know, there's always that kind of preconceptional. But I took it for granted. I believed everyone knows these things. Everyone sees other people's woundings. Everyone you know, you kind of just assume that this is common knowledge. You're actually not adding anything special or valuable or whatever. Mm. Um, So that was a huge part of my journey as well, learning to trust in my gifts. Absolutely. That's Mm -hmm. why, that's why, you know, I used to advise my clients, like just share your obvious, right? What is obvious for you Mm -hmm. is like, wasn't obvious to you before, but it is now. So just, you know, remember how it wasn't before and just share it because it's not for other people who do want to, you know, be in your vortex and, Mm -hmm. you know, be shifted, you know, with your help. So yeah. Huge, huge thing. And that whole thing of like, really, I loved how you mentioned the five one, you know, because the five, you know, is called the heretic in human design, you know, and you are a voice for the new world, right? You are bringing something new into the collective, right? It's a, it's a collective line. And so with that, you know, and it's one on which, you know, people project things, right? You're a problem solver for me. And what, you know, whoever steps in front of you thinks that you're this specific kind of problem solver, you know, like, and you, you know, you're the full spectrum. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, just um, really reclaiming your power, you know, and like, this is who I really am. And this is what mm. I stand for. And this is, you know, the shift that I want to see in this world. And it takes a lot of courage to be that voice, right? And it takes a lot of, you know, courage to, to claim your power right? and to take yeah, that, sure. that lead. And, um, you know, be, be the bringer of something, you know, new that goes against the status quo, right? It's yeah. Like you're the rebel, right? So, mm. And it takes a and lot I, of... Share, please, what? <laughs> no, that it just, it goes against your most primal fears of mm. belonging, of exactly. being stated in a hierarchy, which is kind of up to self family tribe or, you know, that kind of very primal conditioning. So it's... Absolutely. It's really giving yourself the permission that you have this wounding and these gifts and your strength and every single thing, every layer to you is designed for exactly what you're called to share. 
And if that means you go against the grain, then you go against the grain. You were never meant to be part of the status quo, as you said. So it's kind of, it is, it's really about trusting your design. It goes a layer deeper, knowing your design, but then trusting it is really where I believe transformation happens. Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. there's this thing about like, I just wanted to share a little bit about that line five because it's so important. And there's a lot of people who have the five one profile. It's, it's one of the more popular ones, so to say, <laughs> in, uh, um, in humanity, in, in, um, in all of us. So the uh, line five, right? So the, the first four um, are kind of like in the tribe, right? Um, you know, the line one is immersed in its own, you know, process of, you know, discovering things and investigating things. And then the line two is still in its own, right? The hermit in its own, like, little dance and just wants to be left alone and to, you know, to enjoy its own gifts and play with it. And then the line three um, is the one that's, like, going out and experimenting and questioning things. And let's, let's try and break this and, you know, find a new way, you know, to go about it, right? And it is creating this evolution. And it has to fail a lot in order to, you know, learn a lot, right? Um, and then the four is the one that's connecting all of these people and recognizing the gifts in everyone and then connecting everyone to each other so that we can, you know, be stronger together, right? But it's still in the tribe. And then comes the five that leaves the house. You know, when, when you know, in human design, we, we use this kind of like, you know, uh, metaphor of the house, right? And so the five is the one that leaves the house. You're leaving your tribe. And you're going out into the collective and in your tribe, this was maybe the status quo and this was kind of like the way that you go about things. But when you leave your tribe and go into the collective, you're definitely, you know, breaking their status quo, you know. So then while you were talking about this, you know, it just kind of came to me like that we are, you know, basically... um, kind of supported you know we do still have our tribe where this is accepted and all of that right but to a lot of others it is breaking their status quo and it's you know maybe doing it in a really good way (laughs) in your case for sure right it's illuminating some big things that are you know liberating people you know and helping them and sharing with them like hey you're not broken you don't need fixing you know you shouldn't stop looking for answers outside of yourself let's come back to you right let's Mm. how you share this right let's create the sense of safety right in your body right safety in your body that you can hold your own self through anything that you will not abandon yourself Mm-hmm. That's such a big thing that we do. We're just constantly abandoning ourselves. And it's like, no, this is not good. That is not good. You're not good here. You know, I need to be this good girl, good girl conditioning, perfectionism, all of that, right? It needs to be like this and the shoulds and the musts and the ah. Uh. And then it's like, no, 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 no. You know, like don't abandon yourself, love yourself, mm-hmm. turn towards yourself, more self-love, more self-love, more self-trust, right? And then yeah. like, let's shift this, right? Let's rewire this inside of the body right and let's work with our inner child as you do yeah it's it's huge it's you know your body is your home it's really the only place you'll ever experience true safety and I think that's why Mm -hmm. seeing wounding through the lens of your highest self or timeline is so empowering because it allows you to start actually making your body a place of home Mm. instead of trying to find home in somewhere else, in someone else, trying to make yourself into something else, trying to make this perfect version of ourselves. And that's when we run away from our wounding. That's when we create more chaos in our external environment because it's reflecting back the chaos we're feeling inside. Exactly. So there's this real like, yeah, coming in back into the body. And that, that's why I love working with the inner child. She really is such a profound archetype. Um, tell us about that. Tell, mm-hmm. us, tell us about how you how you take someone through this process, right? The, the inner child and working with the inner child is one thing. And then uh, how do you kind of use the gene keys to help someone, you know, go from the shadow to the gift or see that their mm-hmm. shadow is the gift, you know, at the same time that... I just want to kind of um, share a little bit. There's going to be another episode where we're talking about, um, I'm talking with Adrian about 5D crystalline emotions and how each like 
quote unquote, bad emotion, like fear, anger, and things like that have actually a 5D version of themselves, right? And so fear is in the 5D wholeness, you know, mm-hmm. anger is actually desire. So when you're angry about something, you're angry because you desire it to actually be different, right? And so like, okay, it's, it's actually connected to something in mm-hmm. 5D. And I see the same thing happening in Gene Keys, right? You got the shadow and you got the gift and so anyways, uh, take us through no, I love the beautiful that. process. I would love to, to share with everyone how you help us. Yes. Out. So I kind of, so I have two different types of sessions. So it's Gene Keys activation. So I do a new earth Gene Keys activation and that's where we go in depth into your Gene Keys. And then I have my wound alchemy readings, which this is where we work with the wounded healer archetype, which is your deepest um, deepest wound in this life. It's really at the core of all of your insecurities and fears. They're colored by your wounded healer archetype. And when it comes to your business, it's the thing that sabotages your confidence and self-worth the most. It's that nagging kind of, can I do this? But you, you know, you're unlovable or you don't belong here or you're you not perfect, broken. You shouldn't speak your truth, you know. So we work with, so in the wound alchemy, that's where the inner child, we really focus on inner child. So I work with the inner child and the wounded healer. So the way I explain it, I have a few different visuals, but the wounded healer is like the lens through which your inner child looks. So when she experienced trauma through her childhood, it was the reasoning of your wounded healer that made her come to the conclusion. So, for example, to, like, explain this. Uh, So my wounded healer, let's do a personal example, is the wound of perfection. So my Chiron placement is in Virgo. So my inner child views her childhood and the trauma she experienced and gave the reason as to why it experienced because I'm broken. So the wound of perfection is around uh, this belief that there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Something, something went wrong with you and you are, you are broken. You are not like other people. There's something you're missing. So we're working with your deepest level of your worthiness and receiving wound in wound alchemy. So normally what happens is we go through your wounded healer and even just then I can see my clients making the dots. And there's something about the wounded healer archetype where it is just so accurate it's terrifying it's like holy shit like what have you how have you seen it just something clicks every every single time I work with a wounded healer and a new client so we'll go through your wounded healer archetype and then the inner child comes in so normally I'll put my clients into a relaxed state it's almost like a uh, it's like a meditation almost, but you know, you're, you're speaking to me and it's really just like a visual kind of, um, meditation type of thing. And we'll start to now work with, okay, what are some of these events that are being triggered now in your business that makes you feel so unsafe to receive, you know, the biggest bulk of my work is around your ability to receive, because I really think that we're all here to learn to receive. Mm. Because in receiving, we learn how to alchemize every fear, every shadow. You know, that's that's really what it blocks. It blocks our ability to receive or it creates resistance around receiving. Um, how to 14 of you. <laughs> how to 14 of you. Like we need to receive in order to alchemize. It's like that's what the channel is about. The two, the line two receiving, the gate two receiving and the 14, like this alchemy. It's like, oh my God. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but it, and it just, you know, so that's how I see wounding is, is really actually the chance for you to transform something that makes you believe you can't receive in this lifetime because you are here to receive because you have so much value to give. You know, and you've got to be reciprocated. You've got to be rewarded for what you give. So, um, so yeah, so the wound alchemy is really focused around alchemizing those core kind of memories. I call them like energetic attachments 
to a past timeline that your inner child literally is trapped in. It's almost like she's still on that timeline. And that's where working with the wounded healer, we go straight into whatever it is that is stopping you from believing or even being able to just replicate the feeling of being worthy and being allowed to receive in this moment because there's always an inner child at the base of any resistance to receiving um, that feels unsafe. She's either terrified of what's going to happen when she receives or, um, yeah, it's, it's unsafe. It's, there's some form of fear. And then in your gene keys, I guess the way that I see the wounding through that lens is your shadow levels really represent the foundation. It's like the seedling of your gift. So I don't believe there are any accidents in the wounding that you are designed to carry because they are literally the soil, the seeds that are meant you are meant to learn to plant and you only plant them because of the pain that they carry. So you think about wounding. Why would we carry these things that are so painful? Because it's the pain that acts as a divine calling to get you to go and look into this thing and learn something from it. There's something in this that the collective needs to hear from you. It needs you to embody. It needs you to know how to transform. It needs you to know how um, to alchemize. You know, so I call pain divine calling for that reason. So Gene Keys is such a powerful kind of direct translation of why you carry the self-sabotage, why you self-sabotage the way you do, and actually what's the highest version of that energy. And that's your gift. That's absolutely fantastic. I mean, um, it's it's so beautifully connected. I'm seeing you like you saying that your your Chiron is in Virgo, right? And that, you know, this perfectionism. I'm not perfect, so I don't deserve, right? And then I've got mine in Gemini, right? And I can't speak my truth, right? Mm. Or if I'm not speaking the right way, or is my communication right, right? And lo and behold, you know, like I'm in the my zone of genius is communication, right? One, one of, but like that's, this is it, and simplifying things and communicating and explaining. That's my incarnation cross, right? And then for you, right? Like alchemizing wounds. Yeah, you mm. are perfect, even imperfect, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Perfections. It's like, wow, okay, this is such a huge gift. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No, uh, I love it. Yeah. And I think that's why working with wounding this way has the profound results that it does because you're not fighting fire with more fire. You're not saying, oh, I hate this about me. How do I change and fix this? Which just adds more resistance to something that's already painful. It's like shouting at an inner child or a little child who thinks she's not enough or not beautiful enough or not whatever. I'm telling her, well, she just needs to parade herself around to other people and get them to tell you how beautiful you are and prove your worth to the neighbors so that they, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we would yeah. never treat a child like that, but that's exactly how we treat abandon ourselves. ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how we create this inner hell in our, in our own minds, right? In our own mm-hmm. bodies. And we want to escape that. And we constantly want to escape it because we don't want to be in our own selves, right? And we're constantly in the outside world in like putting our focus on the uh, objects, right? On the outside and getting distracted with that instead of going in. And it's so scary because we've accumulated so much, you know, so much pain and and trauma Mm -hmm. and everything and like that we don't want to really look at and then we don't want to sit with. But that's the thing. The only thing that can release that and shift that is if you do sit with it. And if you do observe it with loving kindness, right? Mm. That's like, like you just said, right? It's the inner child. It needs to be approached with loving kindness and compassion and understanding and listened to, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, people just want to be like, you know, really dismissing their fears or just pushing through their fears, right? And I love to illuminate this, you know, for, for everyone around me that each fear is such a divine gift because it's really illuminating where we are out of alignment or wanting to go into something or after something out of alignment, right? So you fear success, right? You fear, you know, you have to push yourself to go 
do something. Why? You know, well, what do you mm. fear is going to happen if you do get this? Well, you know, if I do have a seven figure business, then, you know, I won't have time for my kids, for my husband. And when my parents were in this situation, they got divorced and I was in so much pain. Oh, well, lo and behold, you know, <laughs> you don't want to create the success because you don't want to experience that, right? Like losing your, your family. So mm. the fear is just telling you, like, let's not go about it this way. Let's go about it in a different way, right? How can you still reach the seven figures or whatever your goal is while still, you know, maintaining this beautiful family and a lot of intimacy with with your partner and all of that, right? So it's always a divine gift. Mm. And sometimes yeah, it's, like, it's a gift of expansion, right? Sometimes it's a gift of like, okay, let's let's expand you a little bit. Like this is just the edge of your comfort zone. And yeah, you need to, in a very healing, you know, nervous system regulation kind of way, move past it and lean into your growth edge, right? Mm. And hold yourself to, through it, right? So sometimes yes. it's just that. It's an invitation to expand, right? Yeah. And it is. You're right. I love that. Uh, that fear is feedback. It's someone's done it one way and you know your body's telling you this is not the way that you desire or is the most uh, aligned for your highest timeline. It's expansion. Everything really has, I think, at the foundation is geared and wired for expansion. And that includes your shadows. It includes your struggles, your insecurities, because when you recognize and you can start to just sit with the pain you've spent your entire life running away from. And even, you know, I, even for me in my business and the desires that I had for success in my business or have for my business, I'm always having to check in and make sure, is there something that I'm trying that I believe I don't have access to now as in feeling that I'm placing an attachment to having this needing to happen? Because that's me running away again but I've dressed it in a pretty bow that's societally accepted because it's ambitious or it's mm. purposefully driven, you know? So there's that real kind of constant checking in that am I running away from anything? Is there an inner child I'm trying to leave because she represents pain that I'm not ready to, to sit with? And am I trying to fulfill those needs and those desires that I felt were unmet in my childhood to my business? That is such a powerful, powerful question to contemplate. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And like, just since we're connecting it, oh, just wanted to share something for everyone who doesn't know about Gene Keys yet. Um, <clears throat> Gene Keys is like a, a sister uh, system to human design, right? And so when you look at your human design chart and you see those two columns on the sides with the planetary placements and the numbers in them, aka the gates, um, the Gene Keys actually uses uh, some of these gates in the as Gene Keys, right? So for example, our conscious son is in Gene Keys called the life's work, right? Um, or our unconscious earth is the purpose in uh, Gene Keys, right? So it does, it is connected. So all of the, the Gene Keys uh, spheres are inside of your human design chart. And what I love about Gene Keys and why I also use it, um, also when I'm doing readings for people, is because it, it adds so much depth to the gates uh, from human design. You know, because in human design, you have a, a, a kind of like a succinct, and in some ways I will call it a little bit more masculine explanation of the gate whereas you know gene keys is so soft and it really describes this state of being and a state of consciousness right it really is 64 states of consciousness through which we all move through and even if you don't have a certain gate aka gene key um you can still go through it and experience it one of the biggest ones being the 55 right of which the shadow is the victim state right so like we all go through this whole journey of moving from the victim to being empowered and being free, right? And we all need mm -hmm. to go through it regardless of if we have it or not. But if we do have it, it's just so present for us and it's part of our journey to kind of move through it, right? And that's why we should kind of double down on that. Everything else is still, you know, showing up for us, but mm -hmm. this is the main thing, right? So um and I wanted to really just ask you, since we kind of stepped into business and, and um, 
this is definitely one I wanted to investigate. Um, 70% of the population has an uh, undefined or open heart like you. And I know that you had some beautiful insights around <laughs> this and beautiful shifts around this. And I would love for you to empower everyone who's listening um, with your story around, you know, alchemizing this and, and shifting things around. Because what happens with the undefined heart is that, you know, the conditioning of it, um, the lower expression of it is kind of, um, you know, you're, you're, you don't like, you don't consider yourself worthy enough, right? So it's connected to self-worth, self-esteem, right? So you're not constant and anchored in your self-worth. It kind of like ebbs and flows and, and comes and goes, right? Um, the other thing about it is that it is trying to prove itself, you know, prove its worth to, you know, its own self, right? To You're trying to prove your worth to yourself and to the world outside, right? So um, especially if you also have a defined root, which is a pressure center, right? And it's pressuring you to do, 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 right? It goes and it pressures the conditioning of the open or undefined center and in this case, it can pressure you to do things in order to prove yourself, to prove your worth. And I see this a lot in successful people, you know, in my clients that I work with because, you know, they come to me and they're like, I've created the success. I have the clients and I have all of this, but now I'm overwhelmed and I've created so much complexity in my business and I can't scale it and grow it because I'm just burning out and I don't want that to happen, Right. And so, like, lo and behold, you know, the majority of them have an open heart and like, well, what are you doing, you know, in order to improve yourself, you know, like, where are you like overworking and doing all of these things, you know, or, you know, being afraid also connected to being afraid to to sell you know yourself and mm -hmm. to sell your worth right you know we're un like people who have it open are kind of uncomfortable with doing that right that's why I sometimes advise my clients to have you know um, to lean more into their their clients selling for them right through client interviews you know testimonials and things like that but please tell us more about how you are working with this um, illuminate us empower us <laughs> this was a huge one for me. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think where to start because this year has been transformational for my self-worth. And we've had a few conversations, so I'll also touch on those. The biggest switch for me in my business and learning to operate and run with an undefined heart is really that because I always teach through the art of receiving. So my whole work really revolves around being able to receive well. People who receive, the only difference between people who receive and those who do not is that people who receive believe they are worthy of receiving. Yes. And that is literally it. For the longest time, because if I, I do think it's because of my um, undefined ego or heart, I believed that it was because they were better than me. It was because they're, they're the best in my field. It's because they're perfect. They've got no faults. You know, that's a huge one tying back into my wounded healer. And when I had this shift, it changed everything for me. And that was really because the only reason I even knew about the wounded healer, and I literally fell into talking about the wounded healer archetype, and even teaching the wounded healer archetype completely by accident. It was one of those line one moments where I had to trust that even though logically this isn't making sense, my body is saying, you go this way, this you follow this and just trust. <laughs> so when I started to work with my wounded healer archetype, that's when I had this massive breakthrough that actually people who receive, the only reason they receive is because they believe they're worthy of it. That's it. So I think someone operating and running a business with an undefined heart, that is paramount, that breakthrough, because it then takes the pressure off of needing to prove something. I'm not, you know, I don't have to prove that I'm the best. That was always my thing. I need to prove that I know more than someone else, not even in an egotistical way. Like I'm a very mm -hmm. gentle kind of person, but in terms of how I believed I needed to show up and what I needed to know 
that was a huge amount of resistance and a huge amount of pressure that I used to put on myself. And then when I thought about clients signing up, I was like, but do I know enough? Am I good enough? I, you know, all these kind of things. Am I as good as this person? Because this is the level of success or receiving that I want to replicate in my business. And it completely alchemized that entire wound. It was like an, I think one of the biggest shifts that I've experienced because it's such a big, it was such a big pain point for me, you know, my worth, proving my worth, proving my worth. So that was a huge turning point when I really realized that. Um, And do you have to, sorry to interrupt your thought pattern there, but do you have to kind of keep coming back to that or is it like, bam, it's optimized. Now I see like NLP for those who have experienced NLP, right? It's like you have this shift and like you no longer see the world, you know, the same way. Or are you coming back to it and doing practices to kind of anchor yourself into that? I think because it's open, it's an undefined and it's almost like, I, uh, it's a conditioned area. I drop into it. So I'm always re-anchoring. Mm, okay. um, but the foundational shift is there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't drop into it so heavily. It's exactly. a real kind of a surface level. Like my thoughts don't run away with me anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of notice when, oh, okay, this conditioning is coming back up again, or I'm feeling something that's triggering this. And then it's just not got that grip on you as it a grip on me as it used to. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So that was huge. That was huge. And, you know, so I was terrified of bragging online. That was a huge, and I know yes. that's you talk about this. Um, I never wanted to be seen as someone, I think because I was so conscious. It, it's almost like the what you what you're afraid what you judge in yourself in a survival pattern is almost what you're afraid for someone else to find out about you. So I think because I was trying to subconsciously prove my worth, I was actually really terrified of people thinking that I was trying to prove my worth by bragging, by being loud about who I am. So testimonials at one point were a huge thing that I just did not do in my business. Like I had all these uh, testimonials, um, you know, I'd always get my clients to fill them out, but I just never shared them. And I remember doing this post on Instagram, you know, highlighting that it no, no longer felt aligned to share testimonials because I didn't want to feel like I was convincing anyone. And this is when you lovingly messaged me and kind of gave me a moment of reflection. And it was, it was a really powerful moment of reflection because I had convinced myself that it was the most selfless thing to do. And it was actually the highest kind of level of integrity, but it was really a blind spot. You know, it was a way of me avoiding feeling misunderstood, Mm. which goes back to my line, my line five Mm. being that carrying that fear of someone projecting something onto me that is not accurate, that isn't me, it's not my truth. So it's this whole like kind of lovely mix of everything within my design that's kind of just, it came to a head and I could almost see how each of these, you know, my undefined ego, my line five, the pain in being a line five kind of all came together to this like crescendo moment Mm -hmm. where it kind of clicked and it was a bit like, I see, I'm really, really trying hard not to be misunderstood when actually none of that is my responsibility anyway. It's not on me. If someone misinterprets me, that's them. Mm. So that kind of, that was that permission slip. And I think that's the amazing thing about human design. I experienced this with clients, Gene Keys as well. It really feels like a permission slip to be who you are, that there's nothing you need to change. Like you are designed to live out the desires that you have because it's the way that you're designed and because you have the desires that you, that you do. Exactly. And you came equipped in this life with these exact things because they're going to serve, you know, not just you, but also the collective, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at, for example, like the, the open route. And like when I, when I found out about, um, 
the root center, right? How those who have it, it's a pressure center, right? And they're like driven to do things and check things off the to-do list and they don't procrastinate. They do, they do. And like they move so fast, you know, in this kind of way, right? And I was like, damn, I have it undefined. That's why I procrastinate so much. That's why I like, I consider myself, you know, lazy, even though I'm not lazy, when I'm fired up, I'm doing so much and I move so fast, you know, it's like incredible. But then I would judge myself for not always, you know, working, you know, things like that. And then I would like, I realized later, wait, no, this is a gift. And how is this a gift also for the collective? Well, I'm here to help people slow down actually, right? Mm. To slow down and to like really question what they have built right and is it in alignment and how can we shift that so it brings you more joy and more pleasure and more fun and more magic into your life right and yeah um, yeah, and how can we simplify things you know that's my my life's work so it's everything is a gift such a beautiful such a beautiful gift and adding to that moment on um what you were saying about the root center because mine's also um undefined And it kind of goes, it works so beautifully with an undefined ego because it's, you know, a lot of action. What I have found is that when I feel the fear to act, it's because I'm trying to prove my worth. So I've found actually being able to work with my undefined root and my undefined ego, I'm actually able to sit in the fear of not moving, which is literally attached to my fear of needing to move in order to receive Mm. and they both beautifully Mm. kind of alchemize and work with each other Mm. that yeah that is such a huge thing that that decoupling of like effort and earning right that like employee mentality I keep repeating that everywhere it's like when you decouple that and when you realize like you what you hold, you know, your your guidance, your gifts and all of that, like your zone of genius and who you be is what you get paid for, right? Mm-hmm. And helping people reach, you know, certain states or achieve certain things that they come to you for, right? Like that's yeah. what you get paid for. Yeah, it really does feel like growing a business is such a spiritual experience. Um, yeah. And I think that's why those of us who are drawn to entrepreneurship are drawn to go against the status quo and kind of evolve we almost need the freedom within our career for the expansion of our personal self you know kind of feed one feeds into the other and I think the whole experience is really there I feel like entrepreneurs are there to remind everyone that it is safe to be you Hmm. that it is safe to move in the way that you desire to move that we can forget our survival patterns We'll start to release our survival patterns around needing to do anything to prove that we can have something to receive or to be supported by life. That was a huge thing. As a child, if you felt ignored, like your needs and desires weren't important, that you weren't fully seen or received the way you needed to be received, there is this condition that comes in later life that will come out first in your business. There's this conditioning that you'll need to make moves in order to receive through your business. And if you've got an undefined heart, like you said, 70% of the collective have that, that just adds more fuel to the fire of like this cycle. And I see it in healing, you know, and it's part of my journey with healing as well was this very perfectionistic, perfectionistic angle to healing where we subconsciously are using it as a vehicle to prove our worth and to fix and to be better and to almost one-up your own self. And it just, it leads you on this rat race of just frustration and burnout. And then you give up and then you have that moment of like something clicks for you and something comes in and it's like, it's your confirmation that you never have to do anything. And the more time you spend in that fear-driven cycle of movement like a primal movement, I want to say fear, primal driven movement, just the longer you delay the rewards that are literally waiting to be received by you. Absolutely. Yeah. It takes a lot of trust to, to trust that you can be rewarded, so to say, oh, for you sure. know, by the universe just for yeah. being yourself. Yeah. Because right? well, it goes against everything. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely, 
definitely mm-hmm. goes against everything. And I see it the most in like projectors, right? Where, um, or non-energy types, also manifestors, reflectors, right? Like, wait, I can just work, you know, two, three hours per day and I still receive, like how, mm-hmm. how can I receive if I'm not doing also this, 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 and this, right? And it's like yeah. an endless to-do list of things, right? I also need an email list. I also need this. And it's like all of these conditions that we put upon receiving, and yeah. I talked about this in, in one of my posts. It's like, just stop putting conditions on your receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can, I'm going to receive a client once I go through this, you know, live sequence. Once I send all of the emails, once this and once that. Yeah, some, like action is necessary, right? Like, but the action that comes from heart and from true like divine inspiration right like Mm. oh i want to put this beautiful gift out into the collective i want to serve everyone with this right and how do i truly desire to call people into this you know like amanda francis is such a beautiful example and like she talked about this like i just follow divine guidance like i've become you know like you know a marketing expert in the meantime but what i've done is like oh okay right now i just feel inspired to do some emails and do some writing that's how i want to express myself and call people into this i don't want to do a challenge i don't want to do a live series a master class uh you know whatever it is i just want to be there Mm. and do that i'm like okay that's it and, you know, at a certain point, yes, you know, you do grow your team and you have all of these people repurposing something that you do, right, into all of these other mediums and distributing all over so that you gain more visibility and all of that, right? But how do you feel, you know, the pull to put, put something out there? Yeah. yeah. And just, yeah. yeah, just doing that. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a physical manifestation of our fear around leaving the tribe, you know, in a collective sense in terms of we're so terrified to do something different in case it comes with a a removal of something, you know, a removal Mm. of our life force energy in terms Mm. of surviving. Because, you know, even as like, I found that a really big thing being a generator, like I have to learn to respond to life, but what if life doesn't give me anything? What if Mm -hmm. if I'm not making a move? Like that was a huge thing for me when I started to learn about, you know, human design was that was so deeply uncomfortable it was like conditioning myself deconditioning myself out of being a manifester into being a generator and learning to trust life enough to give me something to respond to that is such a huge thing and just to kind of wrap this entire beautiful conversation um i just wanted to like connect the dots with how you are attracting clients, right? Because I like this beautiful 4323 channel that you've got and how I found you right through those videos. And now I know that you're also doing TikTok. And Mm. from what I gather from some of your stories, you're getting a lot of clients from sharing your, your wisdom there, right? Sharing those insights, sharing those activations, right? And being that line five, that voice for Mm. this new earth, right? And so through that, you're, you're receiving your clients. Is that it? Is there something else, you know, to it? Yeah, I think it's been like um, a coming together of a few different things. TikTok really has, I've been getting this message for a while, like you've got to start using your voice. And there was something about Instagram video that just felt a little bit like clunky for me I don't know something felt and you're not appreciated for sure you do this like however long video on IGTV and it's like nothing algorithm like just hates it and shows it to three people and it's like I've just wasted my time you know yeah honestly Instagram is not my favorite Mm. Uh, I hate the. I'm wondering if they're like you always think like maybe they're listening maybe they're gonna you know (laughs) um no I'm kidding um but no, I've been, you know, I've been on Instagram for a couple of years now and it's just not, the algorithm isn't the same as TikTok, but TikTok really opened up this, yeah, it really allowed me to step into like my five one self. Mm-hmm. As you said, I was really looking for a way to be able to channel these insights. Um, and yeah, I now get the majority of my clients come through TikTok now, which is amazing. Um, and it's been such a, a fun shift because the way I relate to TikTok is very much when I feel inspired to share something I will, or if I want to translate an Instagram post by literally utilizing my voice, 
it creates a completely different energy on TikTok because a lot of my posts on TikTok are actually me verbalizing a post that I posted on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. So that's been really interesting. The definitions of like different channels of um, the energy of my work that's captured through me utilizing my throat or you know, written words and how they're differently, they're received differently. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this is such a beautiful invitation for, for everyone. I mean, not just if you have a line five, right? You are the voice if you have the line five, for sure. You know, the 43, 23 is a beautiful channel, all of that. Uh, but Megan has, you know, the defined throat. So the defined throat in itself, you know, really has this consistent way of expressing itself. And there's a consistent energy to express yourself, right? And to, to mm-hmm. speak, to communicate. So you can really leverage that by, you know, showing up on video or doing, you know, podcast. I'm a, I'm a line too, right? So I'm more of like a hermit. So it's like, I, I, I like podcasts, you know, <laughs> um, more than like getting all dressed up and doing a video and all of that. Um, but still, I enjoy video as well. And like all of us who, like everyone, you know, not just, you know, generators, manifesting generators, you know, demonstrating our passion on video, it, like everyone can do that. If it feels good yeah. for you, just like ride that wave, jump yeah. on it and yeah, and find the best way to to share your gifts and talents. And you found, you know, like a lot of success on TikTok, which is beautiful, you know, and a lot of us still equate TikTok to, you know, a teenage platform, you know, mm. Dancing around and you know making a fool of yourself, <laughs> not so much like the perfect platform for you know um, bigger conversations and coaching mm-hmm. and and things like that. It is more kind of serious, right? Where we love to like dive in and talk about something for a longer period, right? That was my kind of you know block also with reels, like no, but I love to really share you know deep stuff and a lot of information around something, a lot of wisdom, right? And explain the whole thing. That's my incarnation cross of explanation, right? I love mm-hmm. to explain this thing instead of just give you bomb the surface in 30 seconds and like, you know, leave you like wondering about 10,000 things, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, I like, you know, deep conversations. Lo and behold, here I am on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But still, you know, these little little conversations are invitations into bigger stuff, right? And so yeah. it's not all TikTok, you know, like, hey, after you've finished, you know, watching this, come <laughs> and join me, you know, in this masterclass on this podcast episode, whatever it is, where I can really in-depth share all of this with you, right? So. No, definitely. And there is, and I think that's the most empowering thing that it feels like the paradigm is shifting in business is that there isn't one way, there's no uh blueprint you know all those kind of old sleaze and sleazy kind of marketing tactics and it kind of you know that kind of patriarchal undertone like go to your design there are things you were designed to thrive being you you know you are the best at being you that's Mm -hmm. literally what what makes you the best is when you are the best at being you yeah and God decided so that, that in in my little humble opinion, you know, if we are, you know, if, for those of us who are connected, you know, spiritually and like source, God, divine mother, however you decide, you know, to call it, like decided to incarnate through us, to experience itself and the creation, you know, through us. And this, this entire, you know, human design gene keys is like literally showing you how it decided to incarnate with which talents and things. What did you decide mm-hmm. to like be equipped with in order to, you know, experience your own like evolution and go through life and also impact others, aka yourself, <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's, it's all one, we're all one, right? And so yes, it's yeah. such a beautiful demonstration of like, hey, this is what you came equipped with. If you mm. just use this, everything comes your way. Yeah, and You don't have to be anyone else. You can be exactly who you are, even these places where you think you're not enough or even mm. these places where you think that you're too much. You came to yeah. be too much, <laughs> you know, like yeah. and old you came world to be, terms, right? Yeah, and you, to some extent, you came to be wounded. Mm-hmm. You know, there's huge gifts, huge. I, I mean, I could harp on about this all night, but there are huge strengths and embodied wisdom that are only present because of the wounding that you were designed to carry in this lifetime. Do not dismiss your wounding. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we do, we leave so much of our power underutilized and left on the table. And that's my biggest mission, I think, in life is to 
allow people to utilize everything that they're designed with, not just the things that they've been applauded for or celebrated for, but like the deep, you know, the, the gifts or Pandora's box lying in your deepest, darkest fears and shadows. Cause there is, mm-hmm. there's like a pearl, a shining pearl in each and every single one of your pains, fears, insecurities, you know, wounding in general that make you such a powerful leader. Absolutely. So for anyone who is convinced by all of this, <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> very curious to experience the power of, you know, alchemizing your wounds. Where can they find you and how can they work with you? How can they utilize all of this and unlock their gifts? Um, so probably the two main platforms I use is Instagram and TikTok. So I'll drop Inst- the links below in the description okay, box. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, so it's Megs Nicola on uh, TikTok and Megan Nicola underscore on um, Instagram. And then I have a few different ways. I do my wound alchemy readings. So this is where we work with your wounded healer archetype and your inner child to alchemize your deepest worthiness and receiving wound. Um, and then my jinkies activations, which is where we really look at your jinkies profile, similar to human design readings. And we look at really understanding so that you have the clarity in your zones of genius, your gifts, which really enable you to confidently communicate the value of your services. If you struggle with selling, it's often mm-hmm. a lack of clarity mixed with um, some resistance around or an overactive wounded healer archetype. Mm-hmm. So I do two readings and then you can apply for my private mentorship. And the links for all of that are in my bios on TikTok. And, and I'll Instagram. drop it in the description. So no Perfect. worries about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you can jump on and explore and, and see how you can work with Megan. And definitely unlock those gifts and alchemize those wounds. Yes. Thank you, Megan, for being on the show. It was such a joy to have you and a pleasure to have you like dissect your, your own journey and, uh, you know, everything. So thank you. No, it was... Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while, so I'm glad we were finally able to do it. Thank you. Uh, That's it, everyone. Until the next time, stay blessed. Bye.